Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080, Line 100.5 WRCH and 96.5 TIC. This morning we have a panel to discuss what's going on with the Newington Children's Theatre Company. They've got a big anniversary coming up and maybe some people in the audience are new to the area and they don't know quite what it's all about. So let's dig in. Christy Francesco, it's good to see you here in the WTIC studios again, Chris. Welcome. Thank you, Morgan. You're going to start off our conversation about the Newington Children's Theater Company. And Chris, I'm curious about it, the Diamond Jubilee that's coming up. Maybe you could start filling us in on what all of this is about as you guys celebrate 60 years. And you've been part of it for a good chunk of that time, too. That's right. The Newington Children's Theater Company is Connecticut's longest-running nonprofit children's theater. And we have we started off as a parks and rec program in the town of Newington in 1963. Yeah. And then about 20 years ago... The organization formed its own standalone nonprofit. So for the last 20 years, that's been what it was. And over those last 20 years, it it went from being a, a traveling troupe that would do seasonal performances till about 11 or 12 years ago when Claire Van Cott joined. Uh, she's our executive artistic director, and she's still with us, and she's fabulous. Um, Claire moved the program to a year-round program where we had performances and rehearsals in our own space, which at the time was North Mountain Road. And then just as the pandemic was gearing up, we moved the organization to Day Street in Newington, which is kind of in the same neighborhood. But um, we had moved there with the intention of building out our own performance space in that building. And the pandemic kind of slowed down those plans a little bit. But um, that's one of the reasons we're having our Diamond Jubilee fundraiser on April 29th. But uh, ultimately, the goal is to build a performance venue where we can do our performances in the same place where we're rehearsing. Right now, we have the um, we have the fortune to be able to do our performances at John Wallace Middle School, which is also in Newington. And um, we have to pack up the set and pack up the kids and move the show there and rehearse in an unfamiliar space. So, you know, there are some disadvantages to that, but um, most importantly, it's an expense. And an expense we no longer will have once we can do our performing in our own space. So the sooner we can do that, the sooner we can um, be more of a self-sustaining organization like we had been before we moved. One thing, Chris, that strikes me about the Newington Children's Theater Company is that once somebody gets involved, they seem to stay with it for quite some time. And I know you've been involved for a number of years. How long have you been involved? We started getting involved as a family in 2014 when my daughter, Audrey, who was six at the time, 
did Wizard of Oz. And uh, a couple years went by and I started to be more involved as a parent volunteer. And I joined the board of directors in 2018 and I became the board president in 2020. Chris, you keep doing this year after year. I want to know why you keep staying involved. What makes you keep coming back? The most rewarding thing about being involved in these shows is just watching the kids cheer for each other and support each other during the final curtain call. Um, it's been a tradition at NCTC after the kids take their final bows, they just run right off the stage and into the lobby and they're all high-fiving each other and they're celebrating together and they're cheering each other on. And it's just like that culmination of all that work that they had put in for the previous number of weeks to make that show possible. They're so supportive of each other. It's such a great community. We've made – our family's made so many wonderful friends just through the children's theater. Um, and it's just, it's just a great experience on so many levels for the kids and the families who are involved. I love how it brings together kids from multiple communities. So it's not just Newington. Yes, that's in the name of the group, but it's involving West Hartford and Hartford and other surrounding towns and communities. How do you reach out to all of these different areas and get people involved, or do they find you? I think some of them find us, and so I think we've got a very, really good reputation in the in within the realm of performing arts for children. Um, and word gets around Kids will come to a show. Aunts and uncles will come to a show. Hey, my kid might want to try that too. Um, most of the kids who you see on our stage were in the audience a couple of months or years before that and end up on the stage. Um, so it's a combination of all those things. But uh, the organization's had a really good reputation. It's been around for a really long time, and it, it just finds its way to people, I think. I mean, an example of what you just gave, we've got Leah here with us who's from West Hartford, and you've been with the organization longer than I have. Yes, it's been about nine years now. Nine years, huh? Wow, nice. And as you go about doing this, and you've been doing this now for nine years, have you noticed changes within yourself, um, getting to know other people and make friends and be more comfortable to take on different roles in the theater? How have you changed over those nine years? Well, when I first started, of course, uh, I was like six or seven. Um, when I got a role, I might have been like a bit disappointed being like, oh, I wanted the main role or whatever. But as years went by, I like learned how that every role is important to a show. And um, Claire, the uh, director, she always casts the best. Like whatever role I get, I know that it's going to be something that's very enjoyable. And it, I always have the best time. So something I've definitely learned is like how to take like, oh, this is my role. And it's honestly prepared me for like, for example, I'm doing theater in my high school and I'm probably going to continue doing community theater. So it's definitely like prepared me and also gotten me to be at a better level of self with myself. We're also here this morning on Face Connecticut with Jamie Trevithan, and she is the board treasurer. Now, Jamie, how did you get involved in the children's theater? Thank you. As, as Chris mentioned, a lot of times the children that you see on stage, the performers that you see on stage started out as audience members. And that's the case for our family as well. When my daughter Grace was maybe about eight years old, we went to see Frozen in 2019, and she was immediately hooked. Um, and then, of course, the pandemic hit, and she we were all ready to be signed up for some programs. And thankfully, the wonderful Children's Theater volunteers and director were able to pivot immediately and offer virtual programming. So Grace was able to sign up for three rapid-fire-in-a-row virtual act-out programs, which were all rehearsed and recorded via Zoom. And then as, as you know, from there on, it was history. Um, as soon as the program came back into person, um, both of my daughters were involved with, with programs. 
Um, I like I love being involved with my community um, and helping out where I can. So when offered the opportunity to join the board of directors, I jumped at it, where I've happily been serving for about a year and a half now. I've got a question here for Grace, and then we'll probably go and ask this to Leah as well. Your mom mentioned, Grace, Zoom and doing theater over the Zoom. Was that a difficult adjustment for you? Um, It was a tough adjustment, like switching from Zoom to a real in-person show where I couldn't just have my lines right in front of me and just read them on YouTube video without like everybody else like on with me. But I think um, I like in-person a lot better. Zoom were kind of hard and it brought its own challenges. And Leah, what about you? Because you had been involved in the theater for a number of years before COVID hit and before everything had gone virtual. So what changes did you notice about the program? Well, just as uh, COVID was a tough hit for everyone, it was definitely difficult because through Zoom, you know, you couldn't have that you couldn't have that tight bonding experience that you could have had before. Um, But it was still very enjoyable. We still were able to put on amazing shows like we did. We did Clue over Zoom and it turned out very well. Like the editing put together, it was a very well put together show. And then there were some other shows that we did over Zoom. And all in all, I think it was a good experience that the um, the uh, theater had, but it was still a relief when we were able to go back to in-person because of that community that NCTC brings. Speaking of community about the Newington Children's Theater Company, which we're talking about this morning on Face Connecticut, I'm Morgan Cunningham, and I've got a lot of friends here in studio talking about it with me. And Leah, question for you. Have you been able to meet new friends and other people through NCTC over your years and being involved? And I know that Grace and Amelia came in, and you guys seem familiar with one another, and you see each other doing all of the shows in different parts and different roles. So how have you gotten to know other people through this? Well, I feel like it's also, it's definitely helped me like become better at making friends and talking to new people because when I was younger and then just progressing through, like I didn't know anyone and talking to people and being a part of the community. But as it's gone by, I've made a lot of friends and like today, whenever I am in a new show or when I watch one of the shows as an audience member, I always know a bunch of the people and I was like, hi, how have you been? Like, I remember everyone and I've definitely made a lot of friends that I, you know, have been staying in contact with outside of theater. And I think it's it's an amazing place that you can get to meet all different kinds of people who may not live in the same town as you, but that you're definitely going to stay friends with. Chris, one thing that you brought up earlier before we were recording you said that this is a sport for some people, right? And it's not the kind of sport where you're tackling somebody like you would in football. It's not kickball where you're picked last. I know all about that. I was always picked dead last in any kind of sport. But Chris, could you talk about that a little bit, how this is a sport for people? Yeah, I, I one of the things I'll, I'll tell anybody who will listen to me when I talk about the children's theater is it teaches kids, yeah, basic stage technique, blocking, timing, singing, dancing, choreography, memorizing lines, all those elements of performance. But to me, what it really teaches kids is how to be part of something bigger than themselves. And if you have kids who don't naturally gravitate to sports, um, this is their team sport. And even some who do. I mean, I know one of the people in this room is quite the soccer player, and she's also an athlete, but she's also part of the theater team, too. Okay. Um, and and – and, it, it runs the gamut, but it's it's a way for kids to just understand, hey, I'm part of something, and if 
Leah is her main character in one performance. She's an ensemble character in another performance, and her double then becomes her main character. But Leah knows she needs to be on stage, and she needs to know the timing and be where she needs to be because the entire cast is counting on her. And it teaches the kids how to do that. And that double casting element is really a great way for more kids to get involved with the experience of being in a main role. Like Grace, you were just Matilda. We had four Matildas. So oh, Grace nice. was one of four who got a, a chance to be Matilda. And Grace, when you weren't Matilda, what were you? Um, I was a little kid ensemble. Right. She was an unnamed ensemble player, one of the other kids in the, in the student ensemble. And it's a great way for kids to kind of learn the different aspects of, you know, one day I'm like the main character and then next day I am a, just as important part as part of the ensemble because those big, especially Matilda had these these large ensemble vocals uh, where the groups were singing and you need everybody out there, you need everybody singing because we can't put a mic on 35 kids at a time um, and they, they're out there and they deliver. Chris, I want to ask you because we're talking about lead roles and supporting roles and all of that. What about like set design and and building the sets because it's more than just acting on the stage there are so many different parts of a theater and so many different parts of getting a show put together and i'm assuming that there are more people involved even if they're not acting on stage is that true there are more people involved but i mean pretty much it all starts and ends with claire van cott our executive artistic director um she she either does it herself or she has some people who help her with uh, set design. We had, uh, for Matilda, we had a really creative way of doing our set pieces where we had these cubes, these wooden cubes, and they would have, some of the sides would have a number on, a letter on them. Some of the sides would have like what looked like a bookcase or a trophy. And every time we had a scene change, they would move the cubes around and they would rotate them in such a way so the, the proper set element was facing the audience. And it was really, really creative. And we had a volunteer actually go ahead and make those for us. Um, and we have we have people who have been part of the organization over the years who volunteer to help out. We get our sound from CMI Sound in Newington, and the person who owns CMI Sound, John Pezzaferrato, is one of the founding members of the organization when it moved to be its own nonprofit. And his daughter, Krista, is one of our directors who works primarily with the younger cast, and she co-directed Matilda. Um, we have people who are alum who are coming back. I have a sneaky suspicion that in a couple years we're going to be seeing Leah in some kind of a leadership role, okay. uh, even when she's too old to be on the stage. But um, Leah's always been involved and uh, has always been willing to help out. And we have we have kids who – we have a couple kids who are in Matilda in the Monday-Wednesday uh, cast who when the Tuesday-Thursday cast was performing, they were there as part of the stage crew. And they went to every single show, either on stage or backstage. So it's it's a, a lot of volunteers and and Jamie is a perfect example of a volunteer who has gone above and beyond and joined the board and now she's our treasurer and and thank God for Jamie she's super motivated and she's super on top of things and she has a passion for what we try to do at NCTC and those are the kinds of people we're very fortunate to have a, a large group of to help keep things moving. I'm Morgan Cunningham. This is Face Connecticut. We are talking about the Newington Children's Theater Company, which is celebrating 60 years, but we also just want to get an idea what the theater is all about, what the group is um, all about here in Newington, and it involves other communities and well as well, so don't think it's just Newington. Chris, when you're starting a new show, you know, I don't know if I can mention any of the ones that might be coming up in the near of future. You can. Oh, I can. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm happy to. If you I heard one. Shrek is coming yep. up. SpongeBob is right. one. 
I don't know how you're going to do SpongeBob. That's going to be so amazing. <laughs> so my question is, when you learn that you're going to be doing one of these shows, let's take SpongeBob, for instance. How do you start organizing for that show? Well, uh, you hear me mention Claire's name before. Um, Claire is at the center of all this. Um, Claire has a vision in mind for how the summer shows are going to go. Um, right now, she's focused on getting Shrek going, but um, the summer programs work a little differently than our school year programs, where the summer is actually a day camp in addition to having a performance. So rather than doing 10 weeks of rehearsals a couple nights a week for a school year musical, you're, you're doing kind of a more intensive path where it's like you have two weeks of nine to three at the theater, and you're, you're doing your rehearsals during that compressed two-week period. And then that last weekend, you actually execute the performances. So that's kind of the timetable. It depends on the different time of year. Um, but usually the um, – and SpongeBob is an interesting example because we're one of the first children's theaters in the state to do SpongeBob Jr., as a musical. Okay. So we don't, so like we, we've had shows in the past where we have had, um, we've done the show before. So we have some costumes and we have some set pieces. Um, so SpongeBob is going to be a combination of what do we have that we can use? What do we need to acquire? Um, what are, what are some of the best practices to make sure that we can pull that one off in the way that we're hoping to do it? I'm amazed at how many people go to these shows as well. Some big numbers when you guys have your shows and it's open to the public and people can come in. And it's not just the families, but it's people from you know around town and in the community interested in seeing what's going on here. Uh, maybe, Jamie, uh, I think you had an estimate for how many people showed up during Matilda. About how many? We had about 1,800 people attend uh, Matilda at John Wallace Middle School. It was over the course of eight shows over two weekends. So it was a fantastic turnout. How do you guys get word out that the shows are open to the public and people can show up? Do you guys post online? Do you take out like maybe newspaper space? How do you advertise it? How do you get the word out to the community? Well, we've been fortunate to have some partners in the community like the local paper, Newington Life, has helped us with uh, publicity. Um, opportunities to come on programs like this help us get the word out. But um, our, we have a very strong social media following. Uh, Claire does a great job with the social media, so f folks can always figure out when the shows are, and she'll be reminding people when to come. Um, with Matilda, we had 116 children in that cast, between the two casts. Wow. 116, representing about 20 towns from ages 5 to 16. So you've got, I mean, some of them are siblings, but if you figure you've got 100 families involved and 100 families are telling, you know, their aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents to come, um, kids who might not be in the show but have done other shows before and want to see what their friends are up to, they'll know where to go to find the information to come and, uh, um, you know, make sure they're, they're there when and where they need to be. And uh, once in a while, we, there's a billboard in the center of the town of Newington that we use Jamie's truck, and we bring a eight, four-by-eight piece of plywood on there, and we put it up and let people know when the shows are. I um, love that. It's a combination of all kinds of things. When you see everybody out there in the audience, there must be such a rewarding feeling knowing that all of this hard work is being enjoyed by so many people and that you're bringing together the community, yes, on stage, but also in the audience. Am I right about that? Well, yeah, and, and like I said before – Families know each other and become friends through these types of programs. You start to recognize people at intermission or before a show starts uh, or when you pick them up at rehearsal. And, um, you know, there, there's a there's a community within NCTC, a kind of a fellowship that we built up. And the pandemic kind of put a damper on that because we don't have like a common 
area in the lobby where parents can wait for rehearsal to let out. So we don't we're hoping to get back to that eventually. But I have to say, I mean, you look at the numbers for the registration. I was just telling you about Matilda. That was our biggest show in terms of number of kids and people in the audience as our last show we did before the pandemic, which was Frozen, which is the one I think that got some of our friends here involved in the first place. I don't know who to ask this to next, and so I'm just going to throw this out there and somebody will answer it, I'm sure. There were some outdoor shows, weren't there? Yeah, we did. Go ahead, Leah. Leah? Yes. So some of the outdoor shows were very difficult due to the weather. Like it was very hot outside during some of the outdoor shows. And the wind and the mics weren't working very well. So there were a lot of struggles, but because we had to do it because of COVID and like availability. But I think it was it was a great it was a great experience to have, but it's definitely not something I would really want to repeat. Because it was, it created a lot of uh, problems, but it was really enjoyable. Grace, you remember these outdoor shows too, huh? Yeah, so I did one. We did the Little Mermaid. Um, well, we were supposed to do Moana outside, but it it rained that day, so and we were supposed to get some tropical storms, so we did that one inside. But I did the Little Mermaid outside, and I remember it started getting dark during one of our shows, so that was that was a, a problem. There was also. Oh boy. Um, so there was like a building nearby that used the same frequencies as the mic and it would interfere with our mics and so we ended up having to just talk really loud because the mics weren't really working but it was it was a good show it was also really hot <laughs> Chris, I want to get your final thoughts here on the group and its Diamond Jubilee. It's coming up on April 29th, which is a fundraiser, right? What details can you share with the public so they know how to support it? All right. It is April 29th at the Indian Hill Country Club in Newington. It's a Saturday. It's from 6 to 10. And we are inviting families, not just adults. There'll be dinner. There'll be dancing. There'll be music. Mark the Shark is going to be our DJ that night. And... Um, the Cakery is providing a birthday cake for us. We are just really hoping to celebrate, have a have a 60th birthday party for the organization and welcome everybody who's part of the organization now or who used to be part of the organization. Uh, I'm hoping to see some alum and some kids who have kind of grown up with us. And um, we're just really hoping that people will take the time to come out, celebrate with us. Um, the tickets are $50 per person and for adults and $30 for kids. Uh, it is a fundraiser, so keep please keep the, keep that into account. But if you think about it, if you're just going to go out to eat with your family, you're going to spend about that much anyway. But now you're supporting a wonderful cause, reconnecting perhaps with some people and families you haven't seen in several years, and know that you're helping out Connecticut's longest-running children's theater as we go to our next phase, which is to construct our own standalone performance space of our own so we can really start um, getting back to the trajectory we were on right before the pandemic. All right. Any final thoughts from the kids here? Uh, Grace, what are you looking forward to coming up? Um, I'm doing Aladdin over the summer with my sister, and uh, she's going to be a big kid with me. I'm looking forward to that. Is there anything you're looking forward to, Amelia? Um, I'm looking forward to the play Aladdin um, um, because um, I've never been like a big in a play with my sister before. Well, that's nice. That's nice. Leah, it sounds like you also have a lot of things you're looking forward to, right? Yes. So I'm in Shrek currently, and I just got the part of the dragon, which is very exciting nice. because 
it's an offstage role, which is going to be very interesting. But cool. There's, it's a very good song. I'm very excited for the show. And also this summer, I'm hoping to be a counselor and just help out whatever way I can because I'm turning 16. Well, this has been a great Face Connecticut with Grace. We've also had Jamie, Amelia, Leah, and Chris in that order from left to right here at all the mics at WTIC. Chris, any final thoughts? I just want to make sure, folks, who, if you're interested in coming to the Diamond Jubilee on April 29th at Indian Hill Country Club in Newington, that if you go to our website, nctcarts.org, you'll find the information on how to RSVP. Um It'll we'll probably be accepting RCPs for another couple of days after you hear this. Um, so NCTC, standing for Newington Children's Theater Company, nctcarts.org. And then there's a link for special events, and that's where you can find all the information. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, Morgan. So this is a great experience. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for letting us share our thoughts about the theater. And also, um, me and Grace love theater. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.